life is complicated and overwhelming enough, especially for those in mission-driven work. Let's make your journey to health as simple and sustainable as possible. I'm Lisa Baker, and I want to welcome you to the Simply Health Coaching Podcast, where it's the food and it's more than the food. On this podcast, we'll talk about the food that you put in your mouth and everything else in your life that nourishes you or doesn't. With special attention paid to the problems and opportunities facing women over 40 burning out in mission-driven work. Season 1 focused on the food we put in our mouths and a few other parts of our lives that can affect our relationship with that food. In Season 2, we're focusing on conversations with women burning out in mission-driven work, conventional and alternative practitioners who support them, and with others whose lives intersect with them and their organizations in particular with individuals looking to implement innovative ways to fund the holistic health of these women. My vision is a world in which you can be well while doing good. My mission is to give you the simple resources and practices and some helpful connections to get there. Let's get started. Has it been one of those days, you know, where you just keep eating, even though you know you're not really hungry? I've tried not keeping chips in the house, asking my kids to hide the candy, not from them, but from me, not serving dessert during the weekdays, only buying snack foods I don't like. Yep, been there, done all that. Still didn't stop the desire to eat all the things or the icky feelings about myself, my willpower as in lack of, and my self-discipline, which is legendary in some things and totally non-existent where chocolate is concerned. If you can relate, you just might be struggling with emotional eating. Looking for a way out of that cycle, one that includes not only the information about why we eat emotionally, because let's be honest, you've probably read a lot about it already, but all the support and accountability you need, I'm living proof that there is a way out of this cycle of stuck. Not saying I'm perfect, but when stress eating rears its ugly head, I know exactly what to do to tame the beast. Want to find your way out? Join me in June and July of 2021 for an eight-week group coaching program on cycling out of emotional eating. You can see the details and apply for the program at isgood slash emotional eating. That is is dot gd slash emotional eating. The link is in the show notes, and I look forward to seeing you in June. Hello, I'm here today with Dr. Sue McCready. Dr. Sue is a board-certified pediatric physician and wellness expert with two decades of experience helping thousands of families achieve vibrant health. After multiple losses bringing three children into this world, she crossed the pregnancy finish line tired, stressed, and a digestive mess. She reclaimed her health and energy, learning how to eat for her genetics, and use the easy button for nutrition. In her pediatric practice, Dr. Sue helps children adapt their diet and lifestyle to optimize their genetics for health naturally. Online, Dr. Sue helps other women learn how to eat for their genetics and use a nutritional system to feel confident with energy to live their best life. She lives in Ann Arbor, Michigan with her husband, Dave, and their three children. Welcome, Dr. Sue. Oh, thanks for having me, Lisa. I really appreciate it. So fun. Sure, yes. Uh, so I warned you, the first question is always the same. 
<laughs> As a health coach, I often talk about our food and lifestyle choices as kale or kryptonite. They either nourish us or they can toxify us. Sometimes they fall in between, but very often it's either really good for us or maybe not so good for us. Not so, so much. Not so much. Tell us what your kale is. What's the one thing you try <laughs> to do or eat on a daily basis? Cause it's so good for you. I would say every morning it's drinking water with lemon or lime, right? And some kind of green, like right now I'm doing celery juice. Like that definitely is a good way to start off my day. <laughs> Excellent. Good answer. Good answer. And confession time. What's your kryptonite? What's the one thing that kind of sneaks in once in a while? So it would definitely be a bag of chocolate chips and a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> I'm laughing because I have a bag of chocolate chips right here on my desk. <laughs> that would definitely be the end for oh, sure. Oh yeah. Peanut butter and chocolate chips. Mm, yeah. Thanks for Just the reminder. the best combo. It ever. is. Yeah. And you know, if you put a banana in the combo there, it's really pretty good for you. So it's not that bad, right? <laughs> All right. So now we know your kale and your kryptonite. Tell us about what you do and how you came to do it. Yeah, so I am a board certified pediatric physician. So I spend two days of my week seeing kids and helping them achieve health naturally through nutrition, just targeting, basically helping them align their diet and lifestyle with their genetics. So targeted through testing. And I've been doing that for almost two decades, which is super fun. And then more recently, I've been working with um, adults like me who have kind of been on the struggle bus with stress and nutrition and finding the right way to eat and easy ways to eat. So we're not making our lifestyle so hard. Um, but I came to do that really through my mom is a registered nurse. And now I think she's like 85 <laughs> years old, but she was really my introduction to medicine when I was a young kid. And that's back in the day before HIPAA compliance, where you could take your kid to work, including the emergency room. So I actually went to the emergency room with her. My gosh. <laughs> the emergency room. Can wow. You and you like, still became a doctor. That's impressive. I know. <laughs> and I said, you know, mom, I want to be a nurse. And she was the one who said, don't be a nurse, be a doctor. And said, all right. So that's how it all began. Really. I could see that I was just attracted to what she was doing and helping people. I was just really called to end people's suffering. I thought that would be a, you know, a good fit for me. So that was really my beginnings. And I dove into the traditional track of medicine. So I went to four years of med school, three years of residency, and I stayed on an extra year as a chief resident because I love teaching and it's primarily a teaching role and some administrative. Um, and it was during that year, I realized that, you know, I'm kind of a square peg trying to fit into a round hole or however you say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just really didn't fit into that traditional model. Um, and so that's where I started to really explore other modalities and, and just ended up landing on nutrition as the best fit for me. Mm, that's so interesting. I know so many so-called recovering conventional MDs. <laughs> I think Ann Arbor has a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then you settled on nutrition and you started doing that with your, with your child patients. Yeah. And how yep. did it come about that you started working with the adults? It came about actually through my own journey, really. And I'd, and they'd always ask me, right? Like I would help their child and they'd be like, can you see me, Dr. Sue? And I'm like, no, you're too big. <laughs> <laughs> but once I learned about like what I'm going to share today, eating for your genetics and other tools that I've learned, I really thought, you know, I can do this more as like a wellness coach, right? So I'm not yeah. their medical doctor. They're ordering the tests, you know, testing on their own. And I'm really coaching them through the process of 
um, diet and lifestyle and sort of aligning that diet and lifestyle with their genetics. And it's been super fun and I've really enjoyed it. And I found like, like um, a mom in my practice said to me, I sort of started working with her and her husband. So I worked with her kids years ago and she goes, I'm really glad you're doing this. And I said, I'm really glad I'm doing it too. Like we just have to find our way, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People were asking, you were like, no, 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 no. And all of a sudden, no. like, oh, maybe that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about your own story because I, we talked about it before we were recording. And I, mm -hmm. I think it's very interesting what you discovered. And it's such an important message for women out there. Yeah. yeah. So my own story was that um, during that chief year of residency, I um, married. <laughs> Because <laughs> you didn't have enough to do. <laughs> I didn't have enough to do. I married and we immediately um, started trying for children. And I just started having multiple losses. And so the first one actually was a late first trimester loss. And mm -hmm. when I went to my OB, you know, he said, there's basically some options, you know, just based on your history, you know, you can take a pill or you can just wait. It just will take you longer to conceive, but you can just wait and see. And I was like, I don't like either of those answers. I yes. loved him. <laughs> <laughs> loved him. See, none of the above. <laughs> see, none of the above. I was like, I don't like either of those options. So I just started, you know, studying. I do a lot of, um, it was part intellectual, but it was a lot of heart work, you know, just kind of asking and praying and like, show me the next best step for health, like what else is out there. And I landed upon acupuncture. Um, and that even too was a journey for me, like in terms of finding a practitioner, right? Like first you go to one practitioner, like, wow, that was not a good fit. Like, it was like not the right person for me, but I did find this woman um, who practiced acupuncture and she taught me so much just you know, and also helped me bring our first daughter into this world. Mm. So that was, that was kind of my beginning, but unfortunately we had even more, we had more miscarriage. So I had my first, and then we had another miscarriage, which is the second trimester loss. Mm. And, um, that was really hard. Like that was just a really, really hard process for me to go through. Like I still get emotional. There's yeah. still more to, to process through that so much loss, so much grief. And I, I really felt like my 10 years, 10 years of head schooling was followed by like 10 years of heart schooling, really mm. like figuring out, you know, how to, how to get my head above this dark cloud of miscarriage. Right. Cause yeah. we really did want to bring our second and now, and now we have three children into this world and just figuring out, okay, what does that mean for me? And how do I do that? And along the way, you know, we eventually brought three girls into this world that I honestly felt like I crossed that finish line of pregnancy and delivery and like fell flat on my face. Like, <laughs> no surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so exhausted, right. From yeah. all the, you know, conceiving and miscarrying and breastfeeding and sleepless nights and everything. So I just, you know, it didn't, I didn't do it right away. Right. Like that, not until that the littlest one was like two or three, did I feel like, okay, I've got my head above water. I can focus on me now. I can really start to repair my health. And <clears throat> I just tried so many different ways of eating. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like so many people have been there. Right. Like, yes. and, and, um, and primarily my primary driving force was my gut health. Like I had a lot of gut health symptoms. I've always have, even as a child. Um, and I naturally as a child ate very vegetarian. So like my mom should be a vegetarian, but she's a meat eater. 
<laughs> a lot of meat. <laughs> and she would feed us meat, right? And I remember like as a kid, I would like cut up the steak and then feed the steak underneath the table to my dog, right? So like I didn't have to eat it. Yeah. Um, good old Thor ate so much of my steak. Um, so when I, so when I left, you know, when I left, left home, like fled the nest, I started eating more like a vegetarian, but a really unhealthy vegetarian, like a lot of processed greens, a lot of sugar, yeah. a lot of dairy, um, which for me isn't great. And so it was just like this lifelong adventure, like trying to find the best way, right way to eat. And then I, and then at one point in my life, I felt like everything I ate was like an acronym. So I was on the SCD, specific carbohydrate diet. I was on the GAPS <laughs> diet, the gut and psychology syndrome diet, the yes. FODMAPs, which I don't even want to try to pronounce that. Like all these different ways, right? And my last way was more recently. It was really, I can't remember exactly when it was, but it was probably within the past few years. And um, my digestive is like, has come so far, but it was still like, hmm. And it was keto became like kind of all the rage, right? And so I was mm -hmm. like, hmm, I wonder. I've never tried keto. <laughs> Maybe keto's the ticket. Yeah. And so I got curious about it, but then I, at the same time, I was like, hmm, that's going to take a lot of effort, a lot of energy. Okay, I'm willing. I'm willing, but is it the right thing for me? And at the same time, I stumbled upon this genetics test, which I call Eat for Your Genetics, <laughs> um, is this test that basically looks at your um, genes now that we can all access either from 23andMe or Ancestry, like, or there's other, um, that I use, you know, or you can use that data, but basically you kind of need that raw genetic data. Um, but we can run it against algorithms in terms of how you, you best process protein, fat, and carbs. Cause that's where we most differ. That's mm -hmm. why some people go on the keto, which is high fat and that's great for them, you know? Um, and for me, like what surprised me it was kind of surprising, but then also an affirmation when I got my nutrition report back, because basically it told me I should be 70% carbs and 15% fat, 15% protein. What? All the keto people are swooning somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. And so keto would be like the opposite of what I would need. Right. Mm -hmm. Almost. But so, and so I just thought, oh my gosh, this is, this is so transformational. I spent a decade like guessing and trying on, I felt like I was trying on everybody else's clothes, except couldn't find the right one that fit me. Right. Yeah. And some of them felt better than others, but never, another one was like a perfect fit. And I feel like we just need to stop guessing and start testing, you know, just test what your genetics say and, and really, you know, follow that and then see it, you know, see how you feel doing that and tweaking things within that. Yeah. So that was my, long-winded answer to the journey because it has oh, been that's a, a great <laughs> great story and I love that story because it's something that it really just speaks to the fact that yes keto can be wonderful mm -hmm. if it's for you and if it's yeah. not for you it's not so wonderful same thing with being vegan or plant-based or whatever it is you know that has a label these days it can be great if it's for you and you know there are there are ways to figure out how to eat that take a lot longer than this genetic testing. I mean, you can right. basically just constantly do elimination diets or, you know, try a diet on and then do a little tweaking and see what works best for you. But how nice to know that genetics testing can, can tell you that much, much more quickly. Mm -hmm. And I remember that was a big thing when I first met you years ago that I remember you always said, like, that was a philosophy of yours. Like, there's no one right diet for everyone. And I was yeah. like, bingo. Bingo. Like <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Connection. <laughs> so tell me, when you think about your work, what, mm -hmm. what do you 
notice specifically about women and if you if you can narrow it down even more to women who are really sort of burning out yeah what are the commonalities that you see between us mm -hmm. so definitely fatigue right and and um kind of that exhaustion thing but what i find out is like you know stress we express we all we all are stressed you know, yeah, say we especially are. right now, <laughs> <laughs> but we are, but we all, we all physiologically express our stress differently. Right. So I always say there's kind of like the wired and worried bucket and then the mentally fatigued and exhausted bucket. And I'm more of like the mentally fatigued and exhausted bucket, but there's definitely like the wired and worried, like their brain is just going, you know, so yeah. fast. So I kind of find that, you know, women, they can flip between two, but generally when you ask them most of the time, how do you feel? They'll be able to tell you one or the mm, other right yeah so that's a common thing that I see with women for sure just that mental fatigue and exhaustion but then also they can just be spinning way too fast right it's just yeah which is also exhausting on your body um so that that's definitely a common thing and then how that expresses through everybody is so different right so um I you know, just thinking about the women that I've seen even in this past week, I mean, one of them was with like reflux and she's like, I can't believe like eating for my genetics, my reflux, like, she's just like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I know I've been doing this for so long and I'm still amazed at when we tweak our diet the right way. I just kind of think of it as like when we're not eating for our genetics, it's like we're fighting against ourselves. Yeah. But when we're eating and aligned with it, we're like in harmony. We're like in this beautiful dance, right? And we don't yeah. have to be perfect. We just have to fit it like the vast majority of the time, right? Yeah. And so, um, but definitely that stressed, you know, so stress for women that I see is, you know, sticky pounds, can't sleep through the night just dead exhausted throughout the day, like head on the computer type of thing. Yeah, and I love that um, you brought up the fact that, you know, stress and burnout, I mean, it really is when, when you are not eating in alignment with your highest, most optimal mm -hmm. way to eat, it actually can cause physical stress on your body. Oh, so you're actually just adding to the stress, mm -hmm. like the mental, emotional, perceived stress, you're getting all this additional, like your body's just like tired of fighting and now you're making it digest something that it doesn't want to work on. <laughs> exactly. I always yeah. say it's like your body will be do this like big exhale, like, ah, that feels so good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so what about being a woman and a physician and a nutrition lifestyle coach really mm -hmm. astonishes, excites you. Mm -hmm. What are the really cool parts of it? I have to say, I mean, it is it is definitely a drug for me, for sure. I get a little high, I get, I get high off of other people getting well. Yeah, <laughs> you're definitely in the right profession. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm like, oh my god, this is so fun. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know what for me it is it's like those little it's the little wins it's like the little ahas it's the aha that like there really is a connection and women really feeling re-empowered re like empowered again right because I feel like sometimes we end up on this hamster wheel of handing over our health to other professionals yes. um, and really feeling like out of control and that's how I felt like I always I always felt like okay I just gotta find the right person I gotta find the right practitioner at one point I had like multiple practitioners for over three years doing all different modalities and I still wasn't getting well <laughs> yeah yeah we're so used to turning outside of ourselves mm -hmm. for that information and I more and more I find you know the answers are really inside your body and mm -hmm. the the one person 
person who's really the right fit is the one who can unlock that for you. It's not mm-hmm. someone who's going to come from the outside with something that they offer. It's going to be someone who can actually unlock both your thinking and your body as to mm-hmm. like, what is it I need? I love that. Yeah. I really I agree with that a thousand percent. And that's yeah. what I love. I love just kind of, I, I consider myself the messenger, you know, yeah. I'm just the messenger, right. And and here to kind of shine the light on what you could do. And you get, you always get your choices, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, to me, it's a little wins. And so it's those, those things where they finally like re- feel reconnected and they're like, oh my God, anything from like dietary, but also a big thing that I do with the genetic test is methylation genetics. Oh, I've yeah. like literally just seeing their face like, what? Are you, seriously? You know, yeah. Canada, yeah. Like, so say, yeah. explain methylation genetics, you know, in, in plain English, in 10 words yeah. or less. Just <laughs> So it's a big word. Asian means adding and what we're adding are methyl groups and methyl technicals are carbon surrounded by three hydrogen, except that doesn't really mean much to you or I. So I think of methyl like money. It's like cash flow for our body. And with this cash flow, we go on to support our body doing so many different things. It happens in every cell of the body. So it can affect every system of the body, anything from your brain health, to your gut health, to your immune health, to your hormonal health. It is vast and so important, but so often overlooked. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I love that image that it's, it's cash flow. Cash <laughs> that's flow. a great analogy. Yeah. 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 So what about the flip side of that? What really disturbs and challenges you about working with women in this? Hmm. That more don't come my way. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the fact that the challenging part is that there is, there are so many who will never find their way there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I want to just go back really quickly to what you were talking about earlier, which is, I feel like another thing you really are helping women with is their agency. Like mm. you can go from person to person to person and ask them to help you and you're still relying on somebody else and you're still waiting for somebody else to tell you the answer. But you know, what Mm. you do is you offer this information and it's like, so what do you want to do with this? Right. Mm. You're not writing a prescription for them. You're saying, Hey, here's the buffet. What do you want to eat? (laughs) And I always, I always tell them, you know, you, you actually have a choice. You have, you have that, you have to reclaim that agency over Mm. your visions around your own health. So that's when, it really helps to have somebody who's just like, look, here's, here's this information. What do you want to do with it? (laughs) Rather Mm -hmm. than here's a prescription, take this pill. (laughs) I feel, I feel like that works really well with kids too, you know, um, really empowering them to make the choices the information. This is what I know, you know, and it may take them a decade. It may take them two decades, three decades, who cares, but you've planted the seed and they always know that they can come back to that. And I yeah. think that's just incredibly powerful. Yeah. Kids. And I think it's also powerful because you're, you're working with them on something that's just part of their daily life. Like you have to eat three times a day, most people, mm-hmm. right. And you have yeah. choices, like you can choose, you can be empowered around that. And I think later on in their lives, it's probably very empowering to think back to that and be like, oh, I always have a choice, whether it's food or, you know, how I act mm. or what I do or who I hang out with. Yeah. All important times to realize you do have a choice. Yeah. What do you think could reduce the amount and the level of burnout among women? Mm-hmm. Acceptance. Know. The less I expect and the more I accept, the happier I will be. One of my mm. biggest mantras. Say it again. That was beautiful. The less I expect and the more I accept, the happier I will be. That's a nice little wordplay. Accept and <laughs> expect. Ooh, that's actually hard. 
<laughs> it's hard to say those two words together. That's beautiful. I just think we expect so much from ourselves. And I know I have, and I still do, you know, when I catch myself, I'm like, Sue, Sue, the purpose of your life is to be loved, play and yeah. do what your heart desires for yourself and others. Yeah. Right. Like, and if I just keep it super simple and don't have all these expectations, like I have to earn this amount of money and I have to help this X amount of people and yeah. all of those things, it just becomes a lot, <laughs> a lot <happier>. easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I feel like sometimes the biggest thing I can do for my clients, and you probably find this too, is to actually give them permission to, to do mm. that. It's like, we're waiting, we're even waiting for somebody to give us permission to take care of ourselves. Like it gets that bad for women. Like you, you just can't give yourself permission to take care of yourself because there's so many Mm -hmm. other people who need your time. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing for me to remember for sure. Yeah. 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 So tell us a little bit about where we can find Dr. Sumacriti and what you offer and any programs Mm -hmm. you have coming up. Yeah. So on social media, I'm at Dr. Sue McCready. Um, so that's on Facebook and also Instagram. Those are the two places that I hang out, um, working on consistency. So I can be there. <laughs> I finally gave up on Instagram. I was just like, oh, I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, that's where you can find me on social. And then the website is fitfemfree.com. So F-I-T-F-E-M-F-R-E-E.com. And that's where you can all find all my freebies. Like I have a free PDF vibrant health guide. I have a free seven day, um, day say, um, seven day reset series that you can just, it's like automated. So there's one on hormones, there's one on detox, there's one on metabolism. So at any time you can go to the website and click, you know, free seven day reset and sign up for it. But I would love for you to join one of my lives. Like we start the first fun day of every month and it's always fun to do it live together. Um, so we can be in real time together, but, uh, those, those are, um, kind of my freebies. And then what I do, um, for services, I, if you do that eat for your genetics test, which you'll find on that website, or you can go to eatforyourgenetics.com and order that test to unlock your diet type. I will, um, I can do a consult with you. So I kind of am like the bridge between your tests and your goals or your, obstacles, right? And I'm like that bridge kind of laying out, okay, these are the top things you want to do with your food, the top three things you want to do with your supplements and diet and lifestyle. So I'm just kind of that bridge and bouncing board for you and put it all in a nice little document that you have forever because I'm completely type A. (laughs) (laughs) And that's another reason that we connect so well. (laughs) That's beautiful. Uh, Thank you. And I will make sure to link those up in in the show notes and anything else. And then the other is a hormonal health core. So I call it how to hack your genetics and stop feeling like your body is falling apart in just 30 days. <laughs> Wait, it's falling apart in 30 days or you're going to put it back together in 30 days? Put it back together in 30 days. So, awesome. Okay. So that's something fun you can do on your own too. Excellent. And that's also on your Fit Fem Free website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. That'll all be in the show notes. Dr. Sue, thanks so much for being with us today. Mm-hmm. So fun, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Please note that any suggestions provided on this show are not meant to replace medical advice, and the opinions of the guests on this show are their own. And Simply Health Coaching and Elizabeth A. Baker LLC neither endorse nor take responsibility for statements made by guests. 
Let me know your thoughts about the episode and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. And let me know who else you want to hear from on the topic of being well while doing good. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor, as well as some of the other listening platforms. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast in your listening app so you never miss an episode. Love the podcast? You can support it with a donation directly from the podcast homepage in most listening apps. If you'd like to know more about my work, visit my website at simplyhealthcoaching.com. As always, the link is in the show notes. Thank you.